the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, it's Doug with an opportunity to spend time with Linda Clare, an award-winning author and beloved cat mom. She believes God places pets in our lives as our companions and to give us the opportunity to love and care for God's creation. It's a brand new book we're talking about called Thank God for Cat, How God Speaks to Us Through Our Feline Fur Babies. Linda, thank you for making time. Oh, you're so welcome. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Well, I'm excited to have my eyes opened because uh, over the years, I i mean, I'm a dog guy. I'm just going to be, you know, blunt about that. I always felt that cats were aloof and, and, and didn't really care much. And can they give you like the true love that a dog can? So as I'm learning more about your book, I think I'm going to learn more to uh, appreciate cats. I'm hoping so. Uh, I really think that cats um, don't deserve that aloof label that they get. And uh, if your listeners really want a little bit of technical stuff, there's a reason for it. The reason that cats look aloof like that, like they don't care about anything, or that they're judging you constantly, uh, is because cats don't have the same kind of facial muscles as dogs and humans. And so they really have a harder time smiling or uh, showing affection in their expressions. And that's you know, so so they kind of get a bad rap. I did not know that. So it's it's not their fault that they. Okay, I did not know that. All right. Well, first of all, how did you come up with an idea about thanking God for cats? Uh, I love cats and always have. Although I love dogs too, um, but and all animals. Uh, presently, we have only one cat for whatever reason, and a bunny. And we've had many dogs over the years as my children grew up. But I came up with the idea for this book because I joined a Facebook group that was uh, a Christian group that loves cats. And what I saw on that group, it's quite large, actually. Um, There's probably nearly 100,000 people on it. Uh, but what I've seen is that is the camaraderie and the comfort and the consolation that yeah we we uh, yeah we laugh at all the funny things cats do and all the videos and whatever. But when your cat is uh, sick or dying, that's when the whole community comes together. And it just started me thinking about how yeah cats can be really funny. And I admit I watch way too many cat videos <laughs> myself, but they also really demonstrate God's love in our hearts, and uh, they become much more than cats. So I wanted to write a book that was more, uh, maybe a little bit humorous, but but showing uh, how we can actually see our spiritual walk with God kind of reflected through our pets. Well, I guess part of that humor has to deal with the uh, kitty commandments that are in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I will admit that I made that up, <laughs> but I also uh, think that it's, uh, you know, you have to take the things that your cats do and uh, 
just kind of run with it, so I did. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I understand that cats, uh, in, in addition to being pets and wonderful creatures and all that, there's a very, very personal connection uh, about you and cats uh, personally. Yeah, um, I think my mom was always a cat person, so I had a lot of them growing up. And uh, I think that um, as a disabled young child um, who was adopted by uh, an adoptive father when I was very young, um, I'm a polio survivor, which some of your listeners may not even know what that is anymore. Mm. But uh, it, it did lead to paralysis. And um, so when I was a child, you know, children can be very blunt and children can be sometimes cruel. And uh, whenever that would happen at school or wherever, I had my cats to hold on to at home. And uh, it really did help me understand that uh, no matter what the people were doing, my cats were not looking down on me and they didn't think that I was less than anybody else. Well, I'm sure not only your love of cats grew as you did the research for the book, what were, what were some of the things that you found out about cats while, while crafting this work that you didn't know previously? Well, one thing that I figured out uh, is that cats, uh, the reason that, you know, people say cats always land on their feet when they fall, um, the reason for that is because cats have more vertebrae than we do, especially with their tails, hmm. and that they don't really always tune into YouTube and watch a cat video or two, and you'll see some uh, epic fails of cats (laughs) not landing on their feet. But, you know, the the reason that they can land on their feet is because they're able to twist their bodies very uh, quickly uh, as they're going down, and uh, that enables them to at least get their feet on the ground. Um, Another reason that cats are so able to like get into really small spaces is because their shoulders are different from ours. Hmm. They have what they call free floating shoulders that can squeeze so they can squeeze into any little crevice that their head will fit through. And uh, unfortunately, many a cat has stuck its head in the tissue box and <laughs> um, not been able to get it out. But, you know, if, if they can get their head through and in and out, then they're good. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I, I jokingly talk about, you know, uh, man's best friend and dog and all of these qualities and this unconditional love. But qualities of cats, obviously, can teach us about faith in God as well, right? That's true. Um, I I have seen, especially after I've written this book, all about the way cats seem to always know when I need companionship or comforting. Um, they all, They never leave my side. Well, maybe it's because I spoon out the fishy smelling stuff in the, in the mornings, but you know they're they're very loyal, just as loyal as any dog. And uh, cats actually will usually figure out a person that that is their person. And um, in our household, it's my husband who has uh, our one little cat who uh, rescued uh, all my cats have always been rescues, and we have this one little cat remaining that. Uh, the five other ones have gone on to their great reward. Um, her name is Mama Mia, and uh, she she found us the year that that ABBA movie came out, the first one. Mm. And uh, so she she has decided that my husband is her person. And at three o'clock, uh, no, it's three o four. 
at 3.04 a.m. every morning, uh, she sits across from him and uh, puts on her best show about <laughs> how he needs to get up and feed her right now. <laughs> They've got that. All the animals have this internal clock when it comes to that, I guess. Huh? <laughs> it is. I mean, cats are pretty nocturnal. Oh, and another kind of interesting deal about cats is um, if you've ever noticed if you see a cat in the dark, their eyes look like alien space lasers mm. or something because they glow, um, which is it's kind of spooky, really. But it's because their eyes are different than ours, and they can see in the dark much more clearly than we can. And that's uh, so it's the light bouncing off the back of their uh, retinas that, that causes that otherworldly kind of glow. But you know, they in the wild, if they don't have any uh, person to take care of them, you know, they're out there hunting mice and whatever in the in the bushes at night, and they have to be able to see. So mm. it's kind of cool, kind of cool. Although most cats, I think, are uh, more reliant on their human slaves to get the work done. You know, we can always count on our kitties to be up before we are, so you're never late for anything. You know. <laughs> They're like God's alarm clock. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, a, a phrase here I'm unfamiliar with that we can unpack here, feline needing. Oh, have you ever seen uh, a cat kind of uh, needing a blanket uh, back and forth as if they're, uh, we call it making biscuits. Okay. Um, so it's almost like they're kneading bread. And uh, people think that cats do that because it reminds them of their very early life when they were cats will do that and dogs too to stimulate their mom to let down the milk and so um, nobody's quite sure why cats are so prone to doing that but uh, the theory is that it gives them comfort in some way because my cat I know uh, Mama Mia has to soften up whatever blanket or lap she's going to sit on before she <laughs> lies down. And, and she doesn't always keep her claws in either. So <laughs> you have to be careful. And then I guess another phrase that that ties in is cat napping. Oh, yes. I mean, you know, where did we get that? Well, cats tend to sleep about 23 hours a day, if you can't believe that. Mm, mm. Um, and uh, they're able to just kind of catch their Z's here and there, so I guess that's why that's why they got catnapping uh, two words together because it doesn't seem to matter what you do to interrupt a cat's nap; they'll go right back to it. You know, sometimes they'll open one eye and then <laughs> and then look at you with that judgmental eye and say, "Could you be quiet?" <laughs> Man, it's a good gig if you can get it. If I could sleep yeah. that much on a day. Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm wondering too if sometimes dog lovers are uh, a little bit threatened by cats because cats have it so easy; <laughs> they don't have to work. That's true. <laughs> dogs often get you know have these jobs and everything, and I guess they like their jobs, but cats uh, are total freeloaders, and yet we love them anyway. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Maybe that proves that when you know if you're uh, kind of a lazy freeloader yourself god loves you too amen amen <laughs> and i think another word in here too i thought i saw was cat burglar oh yes oh this is one of my fun is this is a really fun part of the book there are many many videos on 
online that you can find where people have actually wondered why their stuff goes missing. And we don't know why, but cat, some cats, not all cats, tend to be kind of kleptomaniacs. <laughs> they will steal everything from bottle caps to pen caps to uh, your neighbor's underwear right off the clothesline. <laughs> um, there was a cat that uh, supposedly only stole the neighbor's left shoes. <laughs> well, never right shoes, just the left one. And then this poor homeowner had to go and return all the items and then run really fast. You know, they put it on the door stoop and ring the doorbell and then run because they didn't want anybody to know it was their cat that was doing <laughs> this, you know. I've never had a cat that stole stuff, but I have had a cat that would hoard things, kind of like a crow, you know, how mm. they say crows, mm. uh, shiny objects in their nests and whatnot. I've had I've had a cat that uh, collected uh, hair ties, you know, the kind you put up a ponytail with, and I found whole collections of those things. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, so so uh, other objects they love to collect include uh, little bottle caps from uh, the milk jug or, uh, you know, just things that they can bat around real easily. <laughs> That's awesome. Linda Clare is here, author of the book, Thank God for Cats, How God Speaks to Us Through Our Feline Fur Babies. Certainly want to be respectful of the time. Is there anything that we missed uh, about the book that we want to make sure we highlight? Uh, yeah, there's one little thing. Uh, when I was uh, getting the offer to write this book, um, I had a friend who was uh, who writes his own books. He's, he's very well published himself, but he does illustrations for his books, and I happened to see some of them and thought, wouldn't that just enliven the book so well? And uh, Sandy Silverthorne uh, agreed to do all the illustrations throughout this book, has color illustrations, and they're just so, they're not exactly cartoons, but they're just so alive and bring so much energy to the book that I had to give him a shout out because he's awesome. Oh, yes. Flipping through the book here, I mean, it's 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 amazing how much that does add to it and just sort of the quirky funness of it all. And then uh, at the end, your positive faith steps. Yes. We had to figure out some ways for people to actually have a takeaway from this thing. And I think that uh, it's it's always a good thing to be able to have a way to apply things to your life. So that's why we put that part in. That's awesome. Well, this is great, Linda. I appreciate the time. Thank you. Well, thank you. And I hope that anyone who reads the book will have uh, a blessed day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.